This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. The Gap has sold out. everybody today is wednesday the 2nd of december that's what we've written here 2015 this is the gap episode 301 uh i'm luke laurie joe gory's here yep how's your week good good anything exciting to get I, up to i went and saw in the heart of the sea uh okay it's a movie about fishing yep. it's a fishing film fishing about a big fish um but it's not the movie big fish um and so it's yeah it's basically apparently the story of um the story behind the story of moby dick which uh, i'm sure you haven't read no it's impenetrable everyone always says it's it's this amazing book but um it just doesn't nobody nobody today can read moby dick because nobody today can read anything that dense like Game of Thrones is pretty much the limit for people. And Moby Dick is just well beyond mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. It was, uh, it's, it's this weird, really, it's well shot. It's a Ron Howard film. Okay. That's it. Who's in it, though? Um, one of the Hemsworth brothers. Liam? The other one. Chris. Chris. Oh, okay. I was thinking of what the other one was, but I don't know the other one. Which one's Thor? Chris Hemsworth. Okay. I think it was Thor. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the Cillian Murphy, Brendan Gleeson. Um, that's all I remember. I don't think there's anyone else of note in it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. I was worried. But, uh, no, it was actually pretty good. It was, you know, it was, uh, for something based on a true story, it beggared belief a few times, but, mm-hmm. uh, some proper fucking decent scenes and like, it's no master and commander if you're after a, a boat movie. Yeah. It's not to that level, but, uh, it's still quite good. I thought. Uh, there's, uh, you know, I, I've got a lot to, like, I think a lot about it. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. That's usually a good thing, right? Yeah. If you get away from something, you're like, oh, whatever. You like, you forget things. Yeah. Or usually, like, if you finish, like, a game or, mm. or or a film and you it makes you think, then that's that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Two weeks, Star Wars. Two weeks. Less I'm than two so weeks. fucking pumped. And we're going to buy Luca. What's that? It's a burger place in the Oh, city. okay. This is after the second session? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's allegedly the best burgers in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there twice. I can't think of better burgers that I've had in Sydney. Um, really good burger. Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking we should do a podcast. Oh. A Star Wars podcast. Oh. Hmm. 
Okay, I'm down. Like me, you, and Nathan. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it to it. Mm. Um, what are we doing after the second time we see it? Or? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah? Okay. Like, I was thinking that might be a good idea, but uh, do we do it during lunch or something? Or It's going to be noisy at Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So maybe I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it. Yep. Um, what else? I finished The Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Um, good. Really good show. Rufus Sewell uh, is the guy. He's like in A Knight's Tale and a Dark and Dark City. Uh, he plays an SS officer in this and he is just fucking awesome. He just, just embodies this like terrifying being and then he's also capable of moments of like real humanity and that's just it's so fucking good they do such a good job of humanizing literally everyone involved and people do some really awful shit in that that show and it does a really good job with it which is cool um and I oh yeah oh sorry to butt in were you done Go on. No. were you done um <clears throat> I finished uh, Jessica Jones ah yes I um I really enjoyed it I'm pumped now for like now that they've done two series that have been really fucking good yep I'm ex- I want to see Luke Cage next yeah. and then go back to Daredevil right like I'm keen for next year's Marvel TV shows yep. Well, Iron Fist is coming before Daredevil, isn't it? Or is that just before the Defenders? No, because Daredevil's finished film- filming, and so is Luke, oh, Luke really? Cage, I think, has finished as well. Okay. They haven't announced who Iron Fist is. Right. Well, they've hinted to him. Hinted Have at they? him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Daredevil. And I think there's, like, one scene in Jessica Yeah, but they Jones, haven't- I don't Oh, okay. Yeah. But they haven't announced who it is, though. No. Oh, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Luke Cage was awesome in Jessica Jones, eh? Like- mm. That's the dude from Halo Nightfall. Yeah, Locke. That's yeah. the main character. Yeah. Um, does a lot better when there's a better script involved, I mm. guess. Yeah. Although he didn't really have a lot to do. He was sort of just eye candy. Still. Um, yeah, I really like that show. Mm. Um, but I prefer Daredevil, to be honest. Yeah, I, I like better the Better fight action. scenes, better... Yeah. yeah, better... It was filmed better. Shot better. Definitely. And, yeah, just his powers were better realized yeah than hers which were terribly inconsistent yeah. breaking locks was the thing she that did. was mostly what she did and then one six million dollar man style jump <laughs> yeah just, just missing the <laughs> fucking <laughs> anyway um and yeah I don't know that's about it you went to Hugh Jackman didn't you I did last night what was he like he was good did he do Wolverine uh, he didn't do anything like he talked about it, right? Um, but he didn't like bust out into a Wolverine song that he prepared earlier or anything like that's that. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That he's a talented dude. Yeah, like when, when you talk about um, uh, movie stars that are that are good, like your Tom Cruises and your those sorts of people that yeah. like can really give good performances. And yeah, I think he's awesome. Have you seen Prisoners? Uh, yeah, it was my. I think it was my favorite film of twenty. When was it last year? Um, fucking hell! Did it come out last year? Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I bought that as soon as it came out. That yeah. movie is because before, like, I think before Prisoners, I couldn't imagine him in a darkly serious role. I could see him in serious roles. Yeah, but like, I couldn't see him in something where 
he isn't sort of charming his way through things. He played a dark character in the the magician one. What was that called? Um, The uh, Prestige. Prestige, yeah. No, that that doesn't count. Because he's still ultra charming, especially like he's contrasted against Christian Bale's character in the Prestige, Hmm. who is sort of down in the muck while he's sort of hoity-toity and all of that. And he's sort of given this, like, until the end, I, I don't, we won't. Spoil it. Specifically <laughs> spoil it. But until the end, he is sort of cast in the protagonist role. Yeah, okay. The entire film. And yeah, in the in prisoners. Holy fuck. Not. Not. He's just- Well, he starts off like that. Sure. Then it changes quite but quickly. But they don't wait until the fucking last fucking tenth of the film before they change that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, prisoners. He's, yeah. That was definitely a turning point for me. Because I've always like thought he was awesome. Because why the fuck wouldn't you? He's apparently a really nice dude. He's obviously super talented. He can do fucking everything, like sing and dance and act. But yeah, I just never really gave him much credit as a dramatic actor. Yeah, it was out in 2013. Right. Um, If you haven't seen Prisoners, you should watch it. I've watched it like four times. I was talking to the listeners at home. But yeah, yeah. I've definitely (laughs) watched it. It's good. Um, Yeah, no, he was awesome though. Like the dude can, he's got a role. Yeah. So, very good stage presence. Awesome. Uh, a lot of people there. So, before we kick in, we've sold out, huh? Uh, you sold out. I sold I out. I didn't. Right. I didn't have any part of this at all. Okay. Well, it's interesting you'd say that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you might have heard uh, this episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. And uh, i got to be honest, we pretty much, like, you know, I know, A, what the fuck are we selling out? Because... Uh, our glamorous lifestyle of never getting shit uh it's it's pretty good but uh selling that out wasn't a terrible terribly difficult choice for us but the other thing is uh we're pretty pretty much all we're getting out of this is um presents for listeners we're doing a competition. Yeah, we're doing giveaways yeah so this this gets us some stuff to give to you guys and um that's pretty much the deal yeah Seemed like a good idea to me, uh, but apparently Luke didn't want a bar of it, as he just said. So, no, I, I, so when the when the thing comes, when you win a competition, just remember it came from your old pal Jobo, and Luke <laughs> didn't want a fucking bar of it. Hey, hey, I was <laughs> nagging you constantly. Did you sort out the sponsorship thing yet? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so you know that's pretty cool though. Um, so, should we do the competition right now? Did you want to do it now or leave it to the end? We could do it now. Force people to listen. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it now while I can still remember the fucking question. Okay. So, uh, yeah, explain what we've got. So, what we've got is uh, a pair of uh, Plantronics Rig 500 HXs. And uh, they're, the, they're the Xbox variants. And I, I did some research for this. And uh, it seems like if we went with, like, if we give away Xbox variants, then. Um, they work with PlayStation and um, PC anyway, so it seemed like the best plan, like plan of attack anyway. That way, you'd have something that worked across all three versions. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in particular that uh, makes it specifically um, Xboxy, I guess. Yeah. So it just seemed like the best idea. But um, yeah, you'll get a, a, a pair of those. So we got. Th- one of those to give away a month for mm-hmm. three months, basically. Yep. While the sponsorship lasts, which is cool. 
Um, and uh, to answer, um, you have to follow the GA podcast on Twitter. Yes. And you need to answer this email 25 words or less. Sorry, answer in an email 25 words or less. Uh, 25 words or less, tell us a time when headphones could have saved a character, your favorite character, uh, or helped your favorite character. So, uh, yeah, saved or helped, 25 words or less, headphones could have saved or helped your favorite character. We thought of this one because uh, Jessica Jones, at basically any time, could have worn headphones and the man who speaks uh, and people do whatever he says she would have been immune to literally everything he did because yeah. uh, that's how sound works. I would have went for one episode, though, the show. It would have been pretty short, yeah. Mm. Um, imagine if you met Daredevil. Be rough. Yeah. What yeah. did he do then? Well, he was originally Daredevil's, like, in Daredevil. Was and it? then he went across to hmm. um, Jessica Jones. Anyway, you can't use Jessica Jones. We already did. We already did. So, we've written that one off. Um, so, yeah. Write us in an email at uh, thegapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you put in your Twitter handle in there so that we know that you followed us. Uh, and it doesn't that doesn't count as one of your 25 words. Uh, but, yeah, 25 words or less. I must stress this. If you go over 25 words... I'm going to declare it invalid. It's the only thing that I'm a stickler for. Because we've had problems in the past. I know. We've done this. And pages and pages of answers. Essays. Or someone sends in like 20 different ones. And the worst thing, like when those ones come in, I always I always want to give them the winning. Cause yeah, because they put in so much effort. Don't do that. But don't do it. Please don't do I'm that. going to say up, up, up front, if you do it, you can't win. Um... Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Have you used the headphones, though? I, I actually exclusively use them. So have I. Uh, <laughs> they're exceptionally light, like goofy light. Yeah. Um, my if, if I were to criticize them, uh, maybe I shouldn't, but fuck it. Um, my only thing is uh, my desk is a clusterfuck, hmm. and so everything sort of hangs precariously upon it. Yeah. And uh, I knock the headphones off every now and then, and uh, because they're modular- yeah. They sort of pop. I <laughs> pop feel like apart. this is a problem like, oh, with shit. your desk. <laughs> and yeah. not the it does seem like it is more desk related than headphones related, but um, they're very easy to put back together again, and they haven't broken since uh, I put them together. Yep. So, yeah. Um, they're actually, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of them. Well, I, um, yeah, I've had some as well for a, a while now, a couple months, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend uses them a lot. Yeah. When, when she games, so. Um, she really likes them. Mm. Um, I can't get them back off her, so mm. that Swish. gives you a bit of information. Um, but they're they're cool. They've got microphones on them, built-in microphones. Yeah. Uh, you can separate the jacks on them, which yep. is handy. Yeah, and they're um, modular. As you said, you can take them apart and you can adjust them to your head size. They've got like a another head size thing to make so that it rests comfortably on you your head and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. No. Anyway, anyway, that's awesome. Hopefully. Um, yeah, we can do some more sort of things like that in the future. Totally. If it goes well. Absolutely. So, send us emails. Yes. Please. Anyway, um, let's kick off the podcast. Yeah? Sure. Yeah? Yep. Yeah? Yeah? We've started already. 
Rant round two, motherfuckers. From last week? From last week. I don't remember what last week was. Oh, it was about blacklisting. Oh, we're back. Blacklisting is short. Ah, is bullshit. Okay. You've changed your mind? No, I haven't. Uh, But um, I was watching Epic Name Bro, who is a um, Dark Souls uh, streamer slash YouTuber. Mm Mm-hmm. And Boogie... I don't know. He's a... A boogie... I don't know. Nombo, he's got like, he mashed his keyboard. Yeah. He's a- I know who you're talking about. He's a made up internet personality. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy on on YouTube who, um, rages about things. Yeah. Which is certainly a trend. Mm. Uh, I watched both of their videos, uh, last week where they, uh, explained how gaming journalism is inherently corrupt. Okay. Yeah. From two YouTubers. From two YouTubers, neither of whom have ever been um, game journalists. Hmm. But uh, they know. And so, uh, I've just got a few things that I want to get off my chest. First of all, uh, does it seems a bit convenient that these people who, um, you know, they have a vested interest in uh, stealing audiences away from games journalism... Uh, it seems a little convenient that they would declare games journalism corrupt. It, I, I don't know. Maybe they've got something to gain there. That just seems a little odd, doesn't it? It doesn't seem 100% on the level, but I don't know if anyone is making that uh, critical leap. Uh, secondly, um, and, and this, this one's pretty crucial. This one's pretty critical. Um, the reason that they think, the reason YouTubers think that video game advertising means games journalism is inherently corrupt, mm-hmm. which is what they think. They like they both specifically and categorically state that, like by default, video game journalism is corrupt because video game publishers advertise on game sites, right? The reason they think that that is the case is because, as YouTubers. All advertisements for their YouTube channel goes directly through and to them. All money goes to them. All decisions go through them. They are in charge of every single aspect of that site. I know this because I've been doing YouTube for a while now. I've got, I've been offered i was part of an mcm for a little while just to see what that was about uh i've been offered like i don't know i think i've got like 40 or 45 emails now with offers to join some mcn or another mm-hmm. um and it's usually is bad ideas multi-channel network yeah yeah um i don't know i'm 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 of two minds i never really could see what an mcm brought to the table uh, while I was with one, because they didn't br- really bring me much support or anything like that. And that's what I thought I'd get out of it. Um, at the same time, if you go with the correct MCN, uh, you can change your CPMs from, at the moment, Google's default is basically a dollar CPM, which is a dollar per thousand views. Yep. Which means if you get a million views, you get a thousand dollars. I think I've got one video with a million views. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't monetize that until after. Yeah. Uh, but so if you go with a MCN, you can probably get like $4 mm-hmm. 
CPMs, but the MCN will take half. So you'll get $2 of it, but it's still doubled, right? Mm-hmm. It's still a significant chunk more, right? So there is, it depends, right? And then if you're one of the really big YouTubers, then you make direct sponsorship deals uh, like Boogie has. Uh, Boogie, who flew to E3 on behalf of Sony and uh, made a yeah. video about getting a PlayStation off them. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that's, that's weird, though. It's, yeah. It's weird that he'd, he'd accuse game journalists of being corrupt. Um, but that's what I'm saying. These people have no fucking idea about how the revenue model works except outside of their understanding of it. And their understanding of it is inherently corrupt. Hmm. So they don't f- like, and so how it works, how it worked at Game Arena was that all advertising had to go to, because it was Telstra Media and because the head of Telstra Media had, um, ideas that we were proper journalists uh and i i will always thank them for that um all advertising had to go through to telstra marketing not telstra media and telstra marketing outsourced it to a different company uh and that company did literally nothing with it because they were hopeless but regardless uh no advertising influence ever reached game arena Mm -hmm. editorially by default and that was that wasn't just telstra's like telstra's telstra's version of events for making that happen just added three extra layers what normally happens say at Ozgamers, what happens is steve farrelly the editor-in-chief is separated except to the extent that it affects the, the presence of the site. And so, because Game Arena had a... I don't know, we had, like, fucking four producers and uh, an imagine- managing director and, like, me, editorial, a single editorial, ed- editor, but so many producers, because Telstra. Um, that's not how it works. They, like... Uh, Steve is managing editor, so he is also playing the role of managing director which means he still manages the look and feel of the site Mm -hmm. so he still has to input on elements of advertising that affect directly that but otherwise no element of advertising impacts what he does and it certainly doesn't impact anyone below him by default because it's separated at its core. He has someone who looks after all advertising for Ozgamers. And the same goes for Game Planet. And the same goes for... Well, fuck. Like, GameSpot and IGN have literal armies. Like, fucking armies of people doing this shit. Right? They, they have levels of their buildings. Way more people are looking after the advertising at GameSpot and IGN than are looking after the editorial at GameSpot or IGN. Because, like, what they don't understand is that what what they can't fathom is that what these YouTubers can't fathom is that they think that they think like how some advertising elements think, right? They think that the reason that advertising exists on a website right is because of that like people making the advertising decisions but the only reason those ads exist is because of the 
traffic drawn by the people writing the editorial and so the editorial and the advertising has to stay separated or else the the traffic will go down as people start to lose trust and so like what these youtubers don't understand is that it's not even fucking it's it's a business decision to keep the this shit separate because if they don't they lose traffic and like it's there are sites that have embedded advertorial staff right who all they do is write advertorial uh, all they do is write like sponsored posts and shit mm. like this post is brought to you by whatever and it will be a post about i don't know if it's like fucking a pillow maker it'll be top five pillows or some shit right and that's all they do it is like that's their job but they are a marketing um they are part of the marketing branch of the fucking organization not part of the editorial branch yep and it's still separated and like a lot of people don't like that but like still advertising exists because it props it keeps the lights on at most places the reason the YouTubers can't understand that the separation exists is because for them, there is no separation, which is a fucking delicious irony, in my opinion. They have no fucking clue how hilarious it is that they think everyone's corrupt because of the impact that advertising has on them directly mm. when impa- the fucking advertising impacts the YouTubers directly. Yeah. And that just drives me fucking bananas. It drives me absolutely bananas. But, yeah, like, it does seem to, like, how the fuck, how the fuck can Boogie sit there? Epic Name Bro has never even done, I think, a sponsored video, because uh, that dude is only about Dark Souls. So he's just naive, mm-hmm. really. Uh, dude knows basically literally everything about Dark Souls, but... He doesn't know fucking dick about games journalism. <laughs> and that's okay. Everyone has their blind spots. I'm sure, you know, I I doubt I knew any of this shit before I got into it. Yeah. Um. But Boogie is... He's not, he's not just fucking talking out his ass. He's doing it while accepting money from people for sponsored fucking videos. Hmm. And it's... Yeah. YouTubers make a lot of fucking money. Yeah. They make a lot of fucking money. I mean, we've heard stories of like, uh, like YouTubers or, or streamers charging like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars to do like a let's play video, like stuff like that to show up to shit that I will show up for free. Uh, like not not for free. I had a deficit. Yeah, I got to pay my you fucking pay your transport that, yeah. there, right? To show up to do my fucking job, they will request a fee to appear. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If they can make money that way, fucking good on yeah. them. But don't fucking try and tell me that you guys are some fucking bastions of fucking integrity, you <laughs> fucking pricks. But it, it's not all of them either. Definitely not all like, of them. Like, we're just- we're, we're talking about the ones that- The ones who- Turn around and- yeah, are all fucking, oh, yeah, can't trust games journalism on one, fa- like, at one point, and then turn around and just accept literally thousands of dollars to fucking show up at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones, horseshit. Basically, any YouTuber who isn't a fucking games journalism, uh, games journalist who has ever done a sponsored video who says games journalism is corrupt, 
probably probably full of shit. Yeah. The other ones are just naive. Anyone who else says it, at least in those, you know, from that perspective, I'm sure there are corrupt games journalism. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Maybe not in the as widespread as people think in the mainstream. Not even fucking close. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Right. Like, I can't. Some, if if I could just get people to realize. Mm that I'm the best games reviewer in the world. So, yeah, okay. Then they'd stop just listening Listen to anyone else. else. Yeah. Just anyone. But until that happens, oh, well. Yeah, I, um... What was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, hmm. I don't know. You started talking about something else, and then I forgot what I was going to say, so that's helpful. Nailed it. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else to say? No, uh... Uh, Fjaren just messaged me to tell me that um, Fjaren is, I don't know, one of the people we play games with, uh, long-time listener of The Gap, just messaged me. uh, It seems kind of urgent. He's playing against Arthur uh, in Rainbow Six Siege. (laughs) Against? Against. So they've, on PC, they've run- Matchmaking. Okay. And Fjorn and uh, Drew, apparently, uh, another one of our regular Rainbow Six crew, mm. uh, apparently smashed him. Well, Arthur, Perfect. as we know, only just got a PC recently. Very true. So, yeah. Um, he's probably just still trying to work out how to- Plug his Xbox controller in. Why his mouse doesn't have triggers or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Poor Arthur. Let's talk, talk about Rainbow Six, shall we? Um, yeah, may want? as well, because I completely forgot what I was going to say about the YouTube stuff. So Cool. May as well go to that. You don't want to try and think of it? No, it had something to do with, like, yeah. Maybe I already said it. Like, just the whole, the whole like, being paid and it's rich and, like... like I don't know anybody personally. I've been writing about games for, I don't know, eight years, maybe. Maybe not that long. Seven years. Yeah. Um, how long have we been doing this? I've been doing... Seven right, years. I've been writing about games for nine years. So, so yeah, about seven years. Because we've been doing this for fucking seven years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know anyone personally that's been been like, oh, yeah, I've accepted money uh, to, no. to write about this game or for a review standpoint. Um, maybe, like, there's differences between being flown somewhere uh, to cover an event. Like, you can't, like, you can't pay your your own way as a freelance writer to go to sweden to see battlefield the latest battlefield game yeah and then expect to make any money back on that like that's there's no way you there's no way you make money back costs but at this uh, like those like i come back with lots of stories about all the fun times i've had yeah but it's not like the fucking 25 hours of flying were part of the fun parts mm invariably when I come back I bitch non-stop about the parts that were paid for and I have a good time with the parts where I'm drunk mm. and that's that's a stark difference that's, and that's usually on your own time as well exactly you're it's, not it's, hammered while it's you're not working it's not like I'm fucking yeah it's literally yeah you're there you're working working and then you're jet lagged as fuck and you can pretty much get drunk on anything and uh it's after hours and fuck that like of course you're having fun in after hours in a different country you're in sweden yeah yeah uh, yeah where everyone is fucking gorgeous yeah um i remember what i was gonna say now Go. um 
the uh, I've heard a lot of things about the like in the US in particular how they've brought in a lot of these uh, rules about advertising and, and sponsorship like you need to make it clear that this is a paid or sponsored thing that you're trying to promote um, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube like they're trying to crack down on that stuff a bit more now yep um, yeah I just thought I'd, I'd mention that that wasn't something you would see like a couple of years ago but it's it's getting a bit more wide known that you can get in a lot of shit for that which is good because I think that's the way it should be I, yeah I agree um, yeah that's basically it because you like you, you you'll get to a point where you don't know how to trust like is this someone's actual genuine opinion or are they being paid $100,000 in the background to say good things about this this stuff yep um, you know, we, we're I doing. I guess there a- is a, no shortage of irony that we <laughs> in our sponsored fucking <laughs> yeah. podcast the same week that we bitch about this, but we're like getting, we are, we're not getting one hundred percent up front. We're not getting a single cent out of this. Uh, we got some headphones, yeah. and hopefully you will also get those headphones. So, like that is literally it. Uh, I yeah, we're one hundred percent up front about it. We're not getting fucking squat we continue to be as hilariously underpaid as we've always been for 301 yep. episodes we, we're we're definitely in depth still on this show <laughs> it's not like we don't have advertising on the website nope. or nope. uh nothing like that not even fucking adwords we could at least get I know, adwords could probably Luke. start doing jesus that. Uh, I just don't know what type of ads we'd end up with on that site, though. That's what true. would they start showing us? I don't know. Does anyone use Google AdWords? Yeah, lots of places. It's okay. It's. I think it's the same CPMs as YouTube, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's usually not worth it. Yeah, I just it looks cleaner. Like, oh, definitely. I agree. I, I. Yeah, I don't no mind ads. forking out money for it at the moment. Totally. Let's go non-profit. Let's. That's it. We'll get donations. <laughs> donations. Yeah, we've Sick talked about donations. that before. But- um. Uh, sorry. Anyway, Rainbow Six. Yeah, it's out of ba- it's out. It's out, out. It's out, out. Which is good. It is. I uh, actually, it is good. Like yeah, the game I've, is good. I've heard that it's good. The matchmaking like we, is working. We've we've be, we've played a lot. We have played a lot already in the open beta, the closed beta. Um, I played Preview a events. Like more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but been playing it since it's actually out. It's actually live. I. 100% told my review should be up on Ozgamers by the time this goes up. Um, but I 100% told uh, Steve that I didn't want my review to go live until the game was live because I wasn't sure about the matchmaking. Because mm-hmm. um, there were problems last, last week. There were, yeah, yeah, during the open beta. And so I wanted to make sure it was working. But uh, I was playing in a like, multiplayer game minutes after it, like, maybe two minutes 4.02 I went live at 4 yep. p.m. yesterday and I was playing in a multiplayer game at 4.02 like literally just enough time for me to do the tutorial videos where if you watch all three of the tutorial videos which you can escape from immediately get points. you get a free 800 or an hour which yeah. is the in-game currency and then you can unlock one operator straight up um, that's handy Super handy. And yeah, so I unlocked a single operator, jumped into the matchmaking, waited maybe 30 seconds. We're in a game. We're playing. That is fantastic. I did not think it was going to go that well at all. Thought it was going to crash. Uh, I thought it was going to, like, 
Look, the fucking beta had matchmaking issues. We had problems. Um, it it definitely did. It had because we we actually played last. We played. Yeah, yeah. We were having weird NAT issues, yep. and yeah, we we had a situation where like we could only only get into a game if a certain person hosted and stuff. Hosted like that. the party. Yeah, like just the party. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. But uh, no, none of that yesterday. Everything's been good. Um, a few weird bugs, regardless. Mm. Like, just odd stuff. Sometimes your body gets deformed in hilariously weird ways. Hey, look. But uh, Everybody seems to like it in those Bethesda games. Yeah. Uh, overall, I am fucking in with this game. I am probably going to play it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, man. Like, we played on... On the weekends. Yep. Uh, and there's one new map in there, which was... Canal. 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 <laughs> which we talked about. <laughs> um, like, I've had fun with the other maps we've played. Yep. And I've heard there's like 14 maps or something, or close to that, 12. Yeah, maybe 12. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yep. just trying to learn that one new map we played took a bit of effort for me. Like, yeah. Because it's huge. It's enormous. I think that's probably probably the biggest there might be a bigger one the bank might be bigger just because of its uh verticality yeah but we were at a stage where um like when you play hereford base or the house level you basically all right we're taking i'm taking first floor joe you're going second floor nathan you're taking basement yep you can't do that well maybe you can on this new the map we played but like you split up and you're like stuck in that one building because it takes so long to get to the other one it's Um, it's literally a case of like you need to in in canal you need to literally know where the spawn points are and you need to be able to look for signs people people or signs of people or like reinforced walls or shit like that because if you go and try to get into the room then you'll take way too long and you won't be able to check the next place. And that is pretty fucking cool. And uh, there's a couple, there's cafe, I can't remember what it's called. It's a cafe in Russia. Um, It's Christmas themed. Um, It's got a little bit of that going on. It's fucking, it's quite big. Um, Some really cool areas for firefights. Uh, Yeah. It's got some, oh, it's got a plane map. I love, I love me a plane map. Oh, that was in the, the alpha or something like that. Closed alpha or closed Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, because it's all, it's all like narrow corridors and that means either risking moving into a fucking channel of fire (laughs) or making your own wall, uh, holes, like making your own doors and shit Mm -hmm. and, or, like finding a different route in and that's awesome like it's it takes some proper fucking doing and uh i I don't know man like map knowledge in this game is the fucking pinnacle of it it is like you anyone who knows the map best i think a team like if you take two teams of even skill the team that knows the map better will win right every single time every single time uh if you took a team of slightly better skill and put it up against a team that had superior map knowledge the map knowledge team would win like 
I don't like it's hard to quantify exactly what degree map knowledge would be a reaction time, but it seems significant because if you can find a way to get an angle on someone that they don't know about, you will kill them and it doesn't matter how fast they react, you you get the drop on them, they de- they're dead because Rainbow Six has a really short time to kill. Mm-hmm. Um so it it's basically just one of those situations where yeah, like premium map knowledge is paramount and that's fucking everything I'm about in a multiplayer game, in a competitive game. Like Quake 3, I would play I would do literally every map all the way through no enemies just trying to get the perfect route through all of the armor and if and like what it allowed me to do was if i saw armor was gone and it didn't show up within the next 10 to 15 seconds i'd wait if it didn't show up in the next 10 to 15 seconds then i knew that if they were following the perfect routes they would be coming through a certain door in you know 20 to 25 seconds i can meet them there mm-hmm. i could get the armor and meet them there and we would we would be able to fight and i would i would be able to set the terms of that battle and like that is fucking that's perfect like that is an advantage that only like proper fucking competitive games convey where you choosing dictating the terms of the battle can give you an advantage because too often it's just like in call of duty it's just like fucking well i've seen him i better shoot him or you know the terms of battle are around domination point b or whatever and that doesn't mean that that's a lesser game like those games are still fucking awesome i 100 percent love them for what they are but my personally the games i love the most involve superior map knowledge and like even like the map construction in rainbow six is fucking awesome because almost every wall like take the plane one for example there is there are so many destroyable walls Mm -hmm. in that fucking area and what that means is that like you find yourself in a situation where you need to not just be aware of what walls are reinforced you need to be aware of whether there's any fucking problems with any walls that aren't because if you go up to a reinforced wall but the wall next to it is fine is unreinforced except for a hole in the like bottom at the ground you're fucking dead like they'll see your feet and they'll shoot you through the fucking brain they know how tall you are you're done and that is fucking awesome. That is so good. But what they like what they do with the map construction is that they allow you to see this shit. Like you never fucking you never find yourself in a situation where you turn a corner on a blind hole in the wall, right? If you turn a corner, you have not necessarily just as much an opportunity, but you have an opportunity to either get the fuck back or shoot as much an opportunity as almost anyone else. And and I think it's so important and it's so awesome that they did that, that they managed to construct that. And yeah, I can't, I can't get over like how, how well done it is because 
yeah, everything about that game is just really fucking well done, really tightly constructed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it brings, like, another level to competitive multiplayer, I think, by having, like, your level not only has to be good, but you now have to worry about, like, what happens if that wall disappears. Yeah, yeah. Like, if any <laughs> wall can be a fucking door- then or any you window. You don't get to necessarily dictate- Yeah, or any window, then you don't get to dictate exactly that's, like, what firing space is mm. going to exist. Like, the- f- with uh, Glaz, the sniper dude, right? The fucking firing lines for, say, like, we're playing um, Hereford Base, the kill house, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. If the capture point is on the second level, the firing line for Glaz is huge. He can sit, like, well back on a ramp a good 100 meters away from the building and just put bullets into the windows and... I got, like, four or five kills. I think I went, like, there was one round where I killed everyone on the other team, and I didn't even enter the building. Like, every time they walked past a window, bang. Like, Mm. they kept walking past windows, which was a huge mistake, but that is not something that you can really, I don't know, design for necessarily. Obviously, they've designed to accommodate it, but- they can't design against it because people can make their own fucking holes. Yeah. And that's awesome. There was- um, We were playing the house level yep. on the weekends and there was a stage where uh, I had set up- we, We'd set up in the basement um, and then what we basically did was I sat towards the bottom of the staircase, um, put up one of the barriers, the shield barriers. Yep. Sat behind that and the gym set- covered and basically had two angles on like the stairwell and then the door next to us which was barricaded yep um i killed like three dudes as they come down the stairs because they didn't look uh but then the next time i did the same thing they checked this time and got me straight away yeah but then in the room that you guys had set yourselves in with the the uh the boat you barricaded up the uh, garage wall but then on the other side nothing was barricaded so they took me out and then went through and started putting holes in the wall and then took all of you guys out yep. from the other room. Like, yep. that's the sort of thing. You got, like, we played that same level again and we're upstairs in, like, the pool room. And I was like, this is a fucking bad spot to be because oh, yeah. there are, like, eight windows in this room and there's two doors. I'm like, this is dumb. We shouldn't be in here. Um, and it was, like, me, Nathan, and some random dude who was yeah. on our on our team um, had just barricaded ourselves into this room and we'd all taken a corner and I'm just like lying on the floor being like, We're, there's no way we win this. This is a stupid place uh, to be. It was rough. It was rough watching you guys. Yeah. And we ended up winning that one though. Barely, just. Barely. Just Because um, they were running out of time. But like, yeah, the, the level design just takes such a huge- um, Yeah, it just completely changes- the the way that game is played yeah because um you can just come from anywhere basically yeah and yeah i mean i was playing today and a dude uh blew a you know how you can blow a hole through walls uh sorry ceilings and floors yeah he blew a hole through the floor on defense he was on defense he used his nitro cell Mm -hmm. and blew a hole through the floor while we were coming in I dropped down and we were sort of edging around 
to try and get an angle on him, trying to work out what he'd done. <laughs> yeah. And he comes up the stairs and shoots us in the back. Yeah. That is fucking fantastic. That's that's thinking outside the box. Like We did that as well. When did we do that? We were guarding the uh, that same level again, hmm. guarding the basement. I had a shotgun and ran outside and come up behind them. Oh, yeah. And just started yeah. pumping them full <laughs> of fucking bullets. I got like two or three people and then the one dude- uh, who was just destroying us that map had a um, sniper rifle or something. I'm not sure what he had, but he was sitting back in the sniper tower. Yeah, uh, yep. and he he got me because I couldn't couldn't hit him with a shotgun from that. Yeah, range. yeah. But I thought it was pretty funny. They didn't know where I was, <laughs> even though I was outside. Like it should have shown them. Yeah, uh, doing just weird shit like that. You can be outside for five seconds, I think. Yeah, before it shows you. But yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Um. The operators. Do you have a favorite operator yet? I I like uh, just the ones I've played. I like um, what's his name? Uh, Pick one th- on attack and one on defense. Uh, Thermite is probably the my one go to person because I like having the option of two uh, two. What do they call them? Uh, breaching charges. Yeah, one's a breaching charge, but the, what's the other one? I don't know. He's got two breaching charges, but one of them is like a super powered one. Yeah, yeah. That you can take down reinforced walls. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of having two of those and yeah. then putting one on a window that I'm not going in and just causing like a distraction while yeah, you come yeah. in the other way. Especially because it takes a few seconds for his shit to pop. That one, yeah, it does. Because it's got to like eat through the yeah, metal. Yeah. But when you've got either when you've got a couple people on your team that have breaching charges and you have like six of them go off all at once it's just so satisfying it's so chaotic (laughs) yeah because everyone's like oh shit the window over here's gone but so have the rest of the windows in the entire room it's one of those situations where in a competitive environment you can totally see the necessity like what will be a necessity is just paying attention to your shit like It'll be like old school Counter-Strike days where like making sure that your quadrant was locked down will be of paramount importance mm-hmm. unlike like playing in a pub where you just sort of like- you just run in. Oh, explosion over there. Oh, explosion over there. Oh, I'm going to go over here. Instead, it's just going to be you watch this fucking corner- this window if they blow it up you shoot whatever comes out if you go down you let someone know and whoever is your buddy will fucking cover it and shit it's uh yeah it's pretty awesome what about on defense who's your um what was I playing the most as the guy that sets the traps down that stops the drones like disables Uh, pulse yeah like I I don't or is it mute 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 yeah um yeah, I, I hadn't unlocked any in this, right. this beta, so... What about... The, do you remember the previous one? Um, I think the gas guy was oh, yeah. someone I really liked. Smoke. Only because nobody ever had anything to defend against that, so you just throw it in and they'd be like, oh, gosh. Um, but I don't know. I haven't played the full game yet, so I don't know, like, what else is there. Right. Um, There's I'm- funny ones, like the guys with the sledgehammers. Yeah. And- Sledge is pretty awesome, actually. He um, He's got... A lot of utility. You can put a fucking hole through a wall even and that can get you fucked. Like, mm. it can put a real dent in your plans. 
uh, Heath was playing as him yesterday and just fucking smashing holes in everything. everything. Yeah. Um, which isn't actually as helpful as it sounds, but it's Heath and Heath's never been very helpful mm. uh, in multiplayer competitive environments. Uh, but- Like you've got your heartbeat sensor guys and yeah. the medic who- I, I don't understand that one yet. Like, oh, what's he, the point? Uh, he has like a dart. I understand, but- If someone goes down into a downed state, but not dead, yeah. he can shoot them with it and they get back up. But he how does- often does that happen though? Like Often enough. Usually he got enough time himself, so. to yeah. revive someone. I don't know. I just I think that one's a waste. No, I think you need something else. When it when it when it's when it works, it's unbelievable. Can be good. annoying. Does he have anything else to use though? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd say my favorite on attack. Uh, I use Glaz a lot, but I don't think he's my favorite. I just use him because. He's very hard for the other team to do anything about. Which one's that? Sniper rifle guy. Oh, okay. Um, it's just like, it's really rough on them when they know they can't, like suddenly any window could get them killed. Because if you like send a drone in to the room and tag them, <laughs> you can like methodically line them up for fucking headshots at will and- yeah, it's really tough to do anything about that. So it just it gives you a psychological advantage, but too often it tends to. It's sort of like uh, playing Abathur in Heroes of the Storm, in that your team tends to feel like they've they're down a player, they're missing, yeah, yeah, uh, which kind of sucks. On attack, I'd say my favorite is probably Blitz. He's got a shield, and the, on the shield the is a shield. flash. Yeah. Um, he just, I, I just feel like you'd have no reason not to take him into like. I feel like he should be in every single five man, no matter what, just because he, like, his shield can block way too much damage. It's still OP in my opinion, um, but the ability to flash someone is it can't be can't be understated. Uh, someone who's flashed while they're trying to shoot a dude in the shield is vulnerable as fuck they might as well be sitting ducks um so that's rough hmm. um defense cap can the guy with the machine gun nope that's Tachanka. Oh. cap can is the other russian he's the guy who does laser trip mines oh uh, yeah yep uh hilarious that was a new addition to the weekend it as well. was and was uh he his secondary primary weapon his second option primary weapon is uh basically Saiga 12 gauge automatic shotgun it's an 11 shot auto shotgun Mm -hmm. and like on I think on the weekend uh there were a couple of times we were playing the house level and the idiots on our team kept putting up um the reinforced door paneling that is bulletproof yep and if you rip it down, it's gone. And so you don't want to rip it down. Um, they kept blocking us in the room. So, yeah, they were locking <laughs> us in the room. And then, so the attackers would go start planning on A, and you'd be stuck in the room for B. And I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. With the automatic shotgun, I would literally just make a door in the wall. A, a Job sized fucking <laughs> hole in the wall that I could step through and get the fuck into the room. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but 
it's especially powerful when you're lying on the ground and you've blasted a hole in the wall and all you see is a fucking boot step in front of you and you just fucking unload and suddenly they're downed like they've got a shotgun like a shotgun just literally blasted their feet off and it never stopped firing as it the recoil dragged it up into them it's fucking amazing everyone shits their pants when it happens yeah so yeah he's probably my favorite on defense i almost exclusively play him except when people manage to get to him first so what are your what's your opinion about the way the trip mines are set up being able to see them through the wall i think it's perfect really okay yep um i think it needs to happen that way Hmm. because otherwise otherwise all you've got for him is hard counters like you'd only you wouldn't be able to trust any window and so you'd have to rely on on super hard counters like uh emp guy or sledge man can take down a barricade without actually triggering the trip line um or you'd have to literally breach through every single window you're going through no matter what because you'd never be able to do anything about it um what it does do is if they don't notice you get a free kill and it's fucking hilarious when it happens yeah if they do notice then either they have to go to a different window which forces them to abandon their plan of attack which let's face it in a public game people aren't going to do or they have to shoot it out to get, get through it and then you know where the fuck they are it's a win-win um because at the end of the day if you can tell where they are it's just as big an advantage as like exploiting them really yeah so yeah i like it yeah i mean we had pretty good fun on the weekend i think we lost a couple games not too many right we had some pretty good ones there like we had one when we came back from like 3-0 3-0 or something. Yeah, we did. And yep. it went into, like, overtime. Yep. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they were giving a shit. They were, yeah. And that just stealed our resolve. They shouldn't have fucking given a shit. <laughs> um, I like how they- I, I like how none of the heroes are must-takes. It's not like you have to take someone with a shield on an attack. Yeah, you don't have to, but- Like, you're probably better off. But, like, Fuse has the option of, of taking a gun or a shield- and to be honest, his guns are way better than his shield. You'd be, I reckon, you'd be silly to take the shield. Um, it's it's one of those weird things where it's it bor- the hero system borrows heavily from mobas, but it's not like a moba. It's not like you've got a support or you need to have a support or anything like that. It's not like you need certain characters in your team composition. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much get away with whatever because every single hero or operator has a utility which is i think it's fucking awesome i think it's really well done um i think it is going to come down to play accounts really um and i reckon they could have made money forever if they made the game cheaper on from the outset it does have single cheap it has single player content uh, the terrorist hunt stuff. The uh, it's got these um, like what are they call like missions or situations, mm-hmm. and uh, each one you play as a different operator, and there's like a half-hearted story to each one of them. 
at the very end there's a more complex mission that you get into which is really cool yep um but yeah it's uh it's you can like situations are basically your best bet for earning renown I made 2,900 renown playing situations. Yeah, it's a uh, couple of heroes. Yeah. Operators. It's, Keep saying heroes. It's enough. Like, it's like five. Hmm. Um, sorry, it's probably like six. It's about six, um, which is good. It gives you a quite decent stable of fucking heroes, which is awesome. Um, gives you options, which is important. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's a 60... Well, in Australia, it's going for about 65 bucks. Right. Um, okay. Well, yeah, then that's... I I would pay $65 for this Free game. DLC. Uh, every map... Every new map will be free. Every single new operator will be earnable either via in-game currency, Renown, mm-hmm. like you earn the normal ones, or you can purchase them. Um, yep. So that's... It's not like they'll be locked off to anyone. And the only thing that will ever cost specifically cost money is cosmetic shit. Cosmetics or boosters. Yeah. And to be frank, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's the way it should be. I think they're doing a good job. They just need to keep the community going. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've heard about uh, Battlefront and just how terrible that's gone. Yep. Nobody's playing certain maps anymore and yeah. just stuff like that. It's just... Yeah, uh, Titanfall. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at the point where I'm glad I didn't buy it because right, I just would have played it for a couple hours and then that was it. Yeah. Whereas a game like this, I I, I know I'm going to play it for mm-hmm. uh, for quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was something else I was going to say. I've forgotten. Uh, team killing is a problem. It's the nature of the game, though. You yeah. can't get rid of it. You can't turn off. Yeah, but the problem we faced on the weekend was we had that guy who was terrible. Yeah. We team killed him. You team killed him. Uh, then he left and we were down a player uh, because you can't have anyone rejoin. You make it sound like... <laughs> he was... He was deliberately disruptive. I don't know what team. he was doing, but he was not playing the game. No. He was like AFK... And then he would go off and wouldn't stay with us and we'd all be dead and be up in the other room, like not even near the objective, just fucking around. Yep. Uh, and then at one stage, he looked like he was going to shoot us. Yep. So you shot him first. Yep. And then he left. Yeah. He was like aiming at us instead of fucking moving. Yeah. Running forward. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Done. It was, I was close to do it, but I thought I'll wait and see what Job does. Well, then you shot him first. Yeah. Um... It shouldn't have come to that. I mean, there is a vote kick option, but I wouldn't want a vote to kick him either. It, we were playing ranks, but people didn't care about their ranks. So, uh, when we get to ranked in the live game, mm-hmm. which is going to take a while, you need to be fucking level 20 to get to ranked. I'm about yeah. level six. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's... I'm pretty sure I got past 20 in the beta, the the first beta we played. We had... But I played a fuckload of that, so... Yeah. But we had, like, boosters and shit, remember? I'm not in the first beta. Um, but, yeah, no. It, it's going to take a while. Um, but uh, I think this game's going to be shit on console, to be frank. And I think Friendly because Fire the- is exactly why. Okay. Because 
it's it's about the way you aim mm-hmm. on console. Because in on PC, right, you point and click, right? Like that's not how. It's a simplified concept of how you shoot in a first-person shooter, but it is the basic mechanic. Yep. Whereas in a console, you drag. sweep. Yeah. You drag across, and so I think in like in console, a lot of people are going to die to friendly fire as people attempt to drag across their enemies yep and that's probably gonna suck but what are you gonna do it's definitely a pc hardcore shooter it is the essence of it it's i said it in my i was game this review it's competitive swat swat four yeah and that's basically i'm i'm actually pretty sure on this podcast i've literally begged someone to make that before yeah like i have been waiting for it for a long time yeah um so yeah so like i said the in my preview mm. that um if they do the community stuff right then i think it could be a big esport like yeah definitely i think it has it can do well if they put the money behind it obviously but i think it's a better spectating game than a call of duty yeah um like if they put the tools in there and make it i think it it could be a more fun game to watch than Counter-Strike because Counter-Strike is still very, you know, you run in and whatever, like, but it's the same thing. Over This adds a different level to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's strategy. And I think it's strategy that can be conveyed or transformed into spectatorship hmm. in a way that you can't really do in Counter-Strike or Call of Duty, which I think is pretty important. But yeah. we might be getting ahead of ourselves. I, I mean, think, yeah, that's it's going to be very. It's going to hinge heavily on player counts and, yeah. and stuff. Like would that. you like? How would you feel if in six months' time they make it free to play or something? Well, they won't because there's a one-year DLC plan. What if next 2016 December yeah. they say, "All right, the game is now free to play." Would you be cool with that? I don't think I'd care. Yeah, I think yeah. It's free to play. If, if it all the shit, it's already, it's all built in yep. to it. Like, yep. I don't think there's anything to stop them from doing it. Yeah. If they, but if they start putting in paid um, paid weapons or something like that, I think yeah. that's a problem. Yep, definitely. Or paid, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, what if they start putting operators in and some of them have- um, certain things that you can get, but you can only buy them. Or- then that that risks doing what Dirty Bomb did, which was they deliberately made operators or heroes overpowered hmm. to encourage people to buy them. Yeah, and then they'd nerf them when the next operator was coming out. Yeah, and it was so hard to get them. It well. kills the fucking community. It kills it. It kills the game basically, hmm. which is just devastating for a competitive game oh look what happened payday yeah <laughs> like yeah. that had a really awesome community and they just they fucked it yep. it took him a couple weeks Less- all that all it took him was a couple weeks one update and they fucked it yep yeah two updates yeah and I'm like I'm I think if they do a good job with the online stuff and um, they don't screw anything up then it might do pretty well well I hope it does pretty well because I think it's a really good game yeah yeah me too Cool. What else have we got? 
Uh, you've played some other games. It I looks have. like you've been steam sailing or something. Go on. What have I? What did I write? Uh, I think I saw P- Plague, Plague Inc. Evolved. It's on Steam. Yes, uh, it's on sale right now. Actually, uh, I think probably. it ends today. The sale. So maybe. Um, so it's early access. Uh, I bought still. it still <laughs> because yeah, still um, it has competitive multiplayer. So okay. Plague Inc. Uh, if you ever played it on your phone or tablet, uh, you create a disease and you attempt to wipe out humanity, uh, which is actually pretty Rainbow Six, if you think about it. If you ever read the book, uh, that is literally the plot. They create a disease and they try to wipe out humanity, uh, except for like 200 people that they inoculate against it. And it's actually eco-terrorism, which is hilarious. But uh, anyway, um, so... Now you get to two people create a disease in like in the world, and you attempt to make it so that you crush the world before the other one. You have to kill either you have to kill everyone on the planet, or you need to kill them faster, like kill more people than the other person, basically. Yep, and. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty rough it's it's a bit of a challenge um it's i don't know if it has as many like has the legs that you'd want to be honest um do you think it's like a game where you play it once or yeah play it a couple of times and then i think it gets very quickly solved yeah um and then i think it comes down to a matter of rng uh i ha- i always you know, on the harder levels of um, Plague Inc., you'd uh, you'd do things a certain way. You'd always upgrade down a certain path. Uh, you'd always try to increase infectivity as much as possible um, while keeping lethality at as small an amount as possible because you don't want people dying from your disease because as soon as people die... Uh, a certain number of people die they start trying to combat your disease and so you want to keep those numbers super low you don't want anyone to die and then all at once you want to mutate into something ultra deadly Um, and so if you could manage it the perfect play would always be to infect uh, about I think like 80% 75-80% of everyone on the planet Mm mm-hmm and then you would start doing horrible shit to all the people with it. And so suddenly uh, it wouldn't just be uh, a cough. You'd want them to cough or sneeze because yeah. that would help spread it. But then suddenly all at once you'd buy as many things as you could all at once and it'd be like now they've got cysts and buboes and... Uh, it causes paralysis and it causes like hemorrhaging and uh, also it's inf- like it, it's blood infectious so anyone who touches the blood gets infected and then suddenly the people who are dying are incredibly infectious as well and so everyone who dies and lots of people start dying um, the last 25% or so there's no way that they can do anything about you. Like, there's just too many infected people. And so, yeah, ultimately, they just die out. But um, 
in this, you you want to follow the same basic pattern. You want to infect as many people as possible and basically maintain your cover. You want to go stealth until suddenly, bang, you just start fucking killing people. The thing is that as you increase the amount of um, mutations you have, you also increase the risk of a random mutation. And so there's an element of RNG involved. Um, the game I was, I played a game just before I had dinner. I was playing against some dude and, uh, you can't talk to people, which sucks. Uh, I'd love to be able to talk to them and ask them what, what went wrong for them. But, um, for me, my random mutation was coughing, which was actually pretty much perfect. Uh, it just meant I didn't have to spend DNA points on upgrading that mutation Mm. um his dna his uh random mutation appeared to be something far more sinister because uh at roughly the same time that i developed coughing as a random symptom uh i don't know they shut down all the airports and ports in his starting country which i believe was the united states yeah like they just shut it down they shut down all of them and then people started dying a lot of people started dying and that isn't what you want to have happen and so he was like he'd infected i think like two billion people at that point it's a lot of people but uh they started like working non-stop on a cure and they still didn't know I existed. They still didn't know my disease even existed. And so I just kept infecting people, infecting people. And he was like, he would still infect more people, but I was growing and growing and growing and they were finding a cure or finding a cure. And then, uh, yeah, I reached about the 3 billion people mark. Um, there were, I think, one and a half billion people left in the world that weren't infected. And then I just, yeah, everything, literally every like fucking brain swelling and cysts and paralysis and um, nausea and diarrhea and like fucking all this nasty shit. And I picked a trait that made it so that uh, handling the dead bodies made you more susceptible to it and there was just no way he was ever going to do anything about it. But I only, I'm pretty sure I only won because of RNG. Like, even if I hadn't RNG'd into the perfect mutation for me, yeah, he RNG'd into probably the worst one for him. And so, yeah, I, I suppose ultimately it doesn't have a lot of legs, which is a bit of a disappointment. But I don't know. Still, I still like playing it. It's like one of the most fascinatingly morbid games you can play because you are plotting the end of the human race. But yeah, that's about it. Cool. Cool. Uh, Deep Loot. Deep Loot is a mobile phone game. Oh. Uh, that I've game? been quite addicted to. It's um, it's a cute little game. You click and you get loot. Uh, sort of. Not really. It's made by Monster and Monster, I think. Okay. And I'll, yeah, monster and monster. Uh, I got it on my phone. It's basically a, a scuba diving roguelike. So turn-based um, and you go underwater 
and uh, you've got to get as much loot as possible, pretty much. You're treasure diving. Um, but as you swim around, uh, your every action you take, be it like shooting a fish or uh, digging through sand or swimming a square across, it all costs oxygen. And when you hit zero oxygen, that's it. That's game over. Yeah. And you go back to the surface and then you use your loot to buy new equipment or whatever and then you go back down again and uh it's just it's a roguelike you know it's like you're always gonna lose eventually but you see how far you can get down you see how deep you can go see how much loot you can get um and yeah you play it until basically you solve it I guess like you work out the perfect fucking formula that you need to no longer continue going or whatever you've bought everything you want to buy or whatever and that's about it hmm. and uh that's basically how it goes it's it's good fun um i'm pretty sure it's free yeah it's free on android anyway um yep. but you can buy like coin packs or whatever and that's cool if you want coin packs or whatever uh, it's definitely it's, it's a lot of fun for a free game and uh, yeah that's about it it's on the app store as well cool four four a total of it doesn't say maybe it's free cool I'm not sure there's no price here so then it's probably free uh, it's free on yeah Android store so oh it says free yep there it is cool nice what's next you played some uncharted multiplayer i did so that was this morning um you should be able to see i hope my video worked so i captured some video of it okay i hope it fucking captured whatever the audio doesn't work again oh then i'll make my own audio yep um but uh it's it's pretty much it's like last of us multiplayer i don't know if you played it much nope um yeah it doesn't like it's sort of you know you shoot it's basically just a fucking third person shooter multiplayer um it's got these mystical things that you can chuck in that do mystical damage or whatever the fuck like a totem pole that shoots people why not yeah uh it's got like a purchasing thing that you can use at any time and so MOBA stuff they put in <laughs> card systems no no not not MOBA stuff it's more like Counter-Strike buy system uh, but you don't buy guns you buy like power-ups you can buy a companion to walk around with you or you can buy um, yeah like this mystical attack or a heavy weapon or some shit and yeah it's like I don't know it's fun enough but so I guess it's not really my sort of game yeah never really been attached to third person shooters as mo- like competitive games yeah I didn't play much of the other ones on multiplayer like it was fun to jump in but it was not like yeah. I'm gonna sit here and you know this will be my game I play for the next while so um yeah I'll, I'll put it up put up the footage and you can have a look for yourself basically I don't have a lot to say uh, play with Zareen uh, uh, Jess and Ed from GameSpot mm-hmm. 
Who else was playing? Uh, down the other end was Peter and Nish Boy from Good Game. Yep. And maybe Jaden. <laughs> maybe Jaden. I don't know if he showed up after, like, the, at the end of the session, of my, my session for the next session, or if he was playing in my session. Because uh, I was a bit busy setting up my capture equipment when people showed up at the end. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But you destroyed the GameSpot people, right? Is that where... It- no, we were mostly on the same team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're a good team. I don't think I won a single round, which is disappointing. I went, like, fucking ham in one round as well. It was, like, first to 35, which is an odd first to number to pick. But um, I think I got, like, fucking 20, 20-something kills. Yeah. Uh, the bulk of my team's kills. I just fucking went ballistic, murdering everyone. And you know how, like, Uncharted has hand-to-hand combat shit? I, uh, I would, like... You can do, like, swinging and shit, mm. which is basically... My favorite thing to do in the game was to swing, jump on a rope swing, swing, land behind where the other team was, and then instead of shooting them, I'd run up and bash them until I got into a down state, and I bash the person next to them until I got into a down state. Because when you're in cover, you don't have basically any situational awareness behind you. All you can see is the other way until you start getting like punched. Oh. Um, and then suddenly, like, oh, fuck. And then you try to punch back, but it's way, way too late. Uh, and then so you've just got like fucking three of them all in a down state crawling around on the ground. And then you finish them off by like fucking soccer kicking them. <laughs> and so I just like fucking bang, fucking kaboom. Scoring goals. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was basically my favorite thing to do. Cool. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. If you're into that sort of thing. It'll be well up your alley, but I I know that that's not helpful. So that's all I got. Mm. Yep. Wasn't uh they made the third one free or something like that, the multiplayer. Didn't they do something strange I don't with recall. that? I feel like. Did they? I feel, yeah. I, the I beta don't... for this goes live on Saturday, so you oh, can does it? play that yourself, I believe. I think it's open. Pretty sure it's open. You just get it off the PlayStation store. They didn't really give me any information. Uh, or if they did, I didn't read it. So that's probably on me. Probably. But uh, I know that I'm allowed to talk about it now because this podcast won't go up until after the embargo lifts anyway. So, Yeah. Uh, Uncharted 3 free-to-play oh, multiplayer. Okay. Cool. That happens. That's cool. Mm. And yeah, that's about it. Cool. Cool. Just uh, Cause 3. Just Cause 3 came out this week as well. Tell us what you think. You wrote a review, didn't you, for Stivival? I did. <laughs> I, I wrote something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing Just Cause 3 for about two weeks now. Yeah. Um, on the PC. Yep. They sent me a review build for that. Um, basically, if you haven't played a Just Cause game before, it is an open world sandbox game. Uh with over-the-top crazy action um with it doesn't really have it's it's not like real world stuff it's just stupid like 
physics and all this sorts of crazy stuff. Um, so this one is set uh, back on Rico's uh, home homeland, yep. uh, where it's been taken over by this dictator. And uh, the story is basically you need to go and liberate all these regions and take control of uh, what the dictator's done to the people. Yep. And that's the story. So, and by liberate, you mean blow shit up, right? Yeah, yep. blow shit up. Um, every kind of area has these objects within them that you will be given, like an objective list. You need to take out these specific things. Once you take them out, then that area is, is liberated. Right. Uh, and they're usually like giant red objects. Like they've got that color tone to them right like yeah. you know you need to blow this thing up and red in, is the color in this world uh red and white okay yeah so it, it's just this stupid like explosion game yeah where you run around blowing things up and the physics interact with the environment around it yep. everything is very destructible yeah like red faction then like red faction but the the ground is not destructible. It's right. just the, yeah. the buildings and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, I wrote in my review, best explosions of 2015 or explosions of video game. Like that, that is what this game is selling. If you like dumb, stupid action movies, but in a video game form, then this is exactly it. It doesn't try to be, it's not, it doesn't try to be serious. Yeah. It knows it's, it's a dumb video game. Uh, it makes fun of itself through dialogue. It it says shit that that doesn't make any sense. Like there's one stage where uh, early on he needs to stop a missile, and to stop it he just basically goes from like a jet to the missile and starts just destroying this missile. And then talking to his buddy later, he's like, "Hey, that looked pretty cool." He's like, "It was pretty cool." Just like stupid. <laughs> Like, it knows it's dumb. Yep. And it's not trying to hide that. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and it's quite it's quite funny. Like, it's got those moments in there where you'll you'll liberate areas. Um, and after you do something, like, you liberate that area, they'll send in, like, a radio transmission. And the, the guy will come on and be like, uh, well, we found, like, black mold on the base in an event. And just to be safe, we demolished the entire base because uh, we don't want anything else to happen or like the base was uh, interfering with TV reception so we destroyed <laughs> it just like stupid shit like that where awesome. they're just trying to have a bit of fun yeah cool yeah uh, but otherwise during like the main mission parts it's it's kind of um, I don't know like they'll they'll throw different tasks at you like it's not always the same thing you're going through and blowing things up they try and make things a bit more exciting like sometimes you'll be on a train or uh, you'll be taking, you know, you'll be going underground and into a base, um, or jumping in and, and, uh, you know, escorting somebody or anything like that. Whereas the stuff around it, liberating is kind of quite repetitive. It's pretty much just jumping into this area, blowing everything up and trying to stay alive. Yeah. Um, and in order to break that up, they, they throw in challenge missions. So every time you liberate an area, uh, you'll be given uh, maybe a handful of challenges to do or it kind of like unlocks things around that that point of interest and then the challenges are more objectives for you to do sometimes it might be a, like a uh, a wingsuit course which is a new item in this game uh, the wingsuit so mm. it pretty much turns you into like Superman yep 
uh, in the past games, you would use your grappling hook to get around the world uh, or your parachute. Yep. This one, you can combine that with the wingsuit and makes for a much quicker travel, but also, uh, yeah, you can pretty much fly. Like, because the, the physics is so dominant that you can use the two items together and always be above the ground. So, even though you can, you'll be descending most of the time, you can get to a point where you just take off again. Um, and I got to a point where I, I was at the top of the leaderboard for wingsuiting and it was like 10 minutes or something like that. Huh. Like, I was going around, I was doing it on purpose, but I wanted to be at the top. Uh, but yeah, so you like, you'll do wingsuit courses or, uh, destruction frenzies where they'll give you a new weapon and you've got to blow everything up in a certain amount of time time and you get points for it yeah or uh weapon co- courses where you got to shoot the objects and hit the marks a certain amount of times or races just things like that so it kind of breaks up the pace a little bit it's not always the same thing over and over again and then the the thing i really like about those challenges is they're not just like a a generic like it's a side thing like usually you'll play like an assassin's creed or something and they'll give you side missions and they don't really mean anything it's just stuff to do or if you do all of them which is usually 20 of them you've got to do it'll unlock a new weapon or something like that whereas this one is a like a unlock system so every time you do one of these missions or challenges you're getting uh gears and then you use those gears to get new unlocks so it'll make your your tether system stronger or you'll get more uh, explosives to use or it'll turn your wingsuit into be able to do um, better maneuvering or um, just like upgrading your abilities that you get or giving you new ones you know maybe your proximity mines now sorry maybe your explosives now have rockets attached to them which you can go put on cows and shoot them off into the sky just um it's stuff that's not necessary, but it enhances the gameplay and makes things a bit more fun. So I found myself doing pretty much every single one that I got to come across because awesome. it just meant it opened up more stuff for me to do. Yeah. And it was always something that was fun. Yeah. Um, so you can easily go through it without upgrading that sort of stuff. Like it doesn't give you uh, more health or and it, like the stuff that I found it didn't give you my health it was just more um, kind of evolving the things you had and turning them into something a bit more fun um, which is cool but yeah just like the the nature of the game being able to grapple onto things and move around the environment really quickly and get in and out of out of combat uh, just it's a really fast paced game um, and the element of just going through and blowing things up I didn't find it was getting old. Right, yeah. And that's something that... I thought you wrote that, yeah, in your review. Yeah, like, third, I played about 35 hours of it. Yep. And it never felt like, oh, man, I'm this is like a chore or something that I'm just trying to get through. Yep. Uh, like, I was having fun doing it because you get to a point where, all right, what if I blow this part of it up and we'll see if we can cause it to do this? And you're trying to chain bits and pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe this time I'll jump in a helicopter and and destroy the base rather than be on foot or I'll jump into a tank or I'll just use my grappling hook and just rip everything down. Yep. Um, and then kind of the map is broken up into three regions and each region uh, starts adding new elements you can destroy. So it 
sort of c- helps to keep it a bit more fresh then you're not just blowing up the same thing yeah. every single time mm-hmm. you, know, you start getting towards the end of the game and they give you these big excavators uh, which are just like these ridiculous giant digging machines that you have to blow up and, right. um, or giant like satellite dishes that are humongous and take like five or six rockets to blow up right yeah. um, whereas at the start you, you normally start quite small yeah yeah and build things up but yeah it's just such a like a fun game to play um, and I guess the thing I like about it is you can kind of just do whatever you want there's no right way to play it like you can just fuck around for hours at a time um like tethering cars to sides of buildings and then slingshotting them up in the air while they've got explosives attached to the back of them and just shooting them off into the distance and just stupid shit like that and they they track a lot of that stuff as well um which is kind of fun because i would be standing around an area and just start just tethering people to poles and uh just making stupid things like that uh and that would keep me entertained for half an hour like it's not something that i had to do yeah it's just i thought this would be pretty funny so i wasn't recording it for anything it was just yeah. like i just thought oh, i might just try and fuck around for a while um and that's something cool, cool that that game does because you can't do stuff like that in an assassin's creed or yeah you kind of stuck to the confines of what the game offers whereas this is a playground a giant playground yeah that is humongous like the area that you get to fuck around in is enormous uh and i think that's one thing they've changed in this game is the scale yeah. of it is is quite uh not only high but they've added underground stuff as well this oh, time okay. so there'll be secret chambers or cool. all that sort of thing. it's not too complex but it's a little bit more of an area to get through um and you'll be kind of going in and out of this world and finding new vehicles. There's tons and tons of vehicles, uh, from race cars to jet skis to speedboats, uh, jet planes, which are really fun, uh, to giant cargo planes. Uh, I found a Formula One car at one stage, which was quite un- like I-, I didn't expect it to be there. I was like, holy shit. And I jumped in. It was super fast and it handled like a, a rocket, um, which was pretty cool. But yeah, just the like the the scale of it is really cool. Just how big that area is. Does it feel empty? Um, not not necessarily. No, like it's not your Grand Theft Auto where there's people walking around all over the place. It's not the same scale as that, right? But you'll be out, and there'll be planes flying around. You go out into the water, and there's tons of boats around the place can you swim under the water you can swim under the water are there sharks no there's no sea life at all that i have found i didn't spend much time under the water right uh because like i did that whole thing of all right i'm gonna go to this island because it's nowhere near anything else there's got to be something over there and like spending half an hour flying around this island and being like i don't like there's nothing here yeah it's just an island yeah okay um there was a there was a like a jeep on it or something right i'm sure someone will figure something out because the easter eggs have started coming out yeah about I saw it i tried things thor's hammer was somewhere which one thor's uh, yeah hammer. i saw that one as well yeah. yeah thor's hammer's in there 
um, I there's a someone said it was a Stargate reference or something else. Uh, I did find that, but I didn't know how to activate it. Right. Um, it was basically just a giant silo missile solo with a bunch of buttons, and you had to press them in the right order, oh, okay. and they randomly guessed it somehow. Huh. Okay. Uh, like I found that, but didn't know what to do with it. Just yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a ton of Easter eggs in the game, but I didn't find any that when I was playing it. Fair enough. Uh, and I did try go looking for it, stuff like that. But it's just such a huge game that there's yeah. there's a volcano island, and I tried like dragging somebody into the volcano because I was like, maybe if I sacrifice someone, <laughs> that will do something. But it didn't do anything. Oh, so yeah. Um. The thing I didn't like about the game is that it's tied to an online leaderboard system. Right. Which I did mention before, but yeah. the biggest problem is that it's uh, always online. Yeah. So, when the game, when the embargo lifted for the video content, not the review content, which was a couple of days before, uh, everybody started streaming that had the game. Uh, and something happened to that stage where the game kept going offline while right. people were playing it and while it went offline it would try to uh, either reconnect or something like that it would just basically cut you out of whatever you were doing come up and say connection lost it would start spinning around in a circle 20 to 30 seconds later it would say would you like to retry or enter offline mode and then to enter offline mode it would basically take you away from being able to update any of the leaderboard systems. It was all like local updates. Uh, but then if you tried to jump back into the menu system for the, the comm link, which is where you can fast travel or look at the map uh, to see what objectives you need to do, or anytime you would finish a challenge or a finish a miss- mission and it needed to go back into that online stuff, it would try and reconnect again straight away. And it'd sit there for another 20, 30 seconds. And if it did, did connect, then uh, that was good. It would start updating all your stats and whatnot. But then 20, 30 seconds later, it would drop off again. Yeah. And this went off on for about... what well, I played about three hours and it was constantly doing it. Wow. Uh, and I did check with other people that have the same thing. Yeah. So that was kind of annoying that they had this offline mode. Yep. But it didn't do anything. Like, it took you offline, but the moment you tried to do anything else, it would just try and reconnect again. Mm-hmm. So, that's something I think they need to look at. They need to put a permanent offline button in there. Definitely. Or the other solution would be to go outside the game and just block the game from being able to access the internet, which is not a good solution. No. Um, so, that was probably the, the biggest complaint I had about the game. But otherwise, yeah, it's for what it's trying to do, I think it's a really fun game. Um, that uh, yeah if you like blowing things up then it's a good way to end the year I think for awesome. me yeah were you gonna play it at all yeah finished downloading I'll probably play it oh, on the weekend um, I uh, I just don't don't have any time during the week um, definitely looking forward to it I'm trying to work out if I should maybe uh, like stream it to my TV so I can play it on the TV on my couch yep were you playing on keyboard and mouse I played or? keyboard and mouse yeah there's it's it's good on the keyboard and mouse because you can be really quick yeah maneuvering around 
Um, what it kind of sucks with is the plain stuff. It's not yep, that yep. great. You can still use it. Yeah. But if you if you're the type of person that wants to, I guess, um, like five star the challenges, then then probably go with a controller for that stuff. But otherwise. Yeah, it, I think it works pretty good yeah, okay. in terms of being able to headshot people and zip in and out of mm. like the area. It probably works pretty good with the controller, but yeah, I was quite happy with the keyboard and mouse, so I didn't feel like I needed to change across. All right. Fair yeah. enough. I might yeah just play it on the main PC then. Um, yeah, like you'll get to points where you'll jump into like a naval base and spend. 30 40 minutes or 30 minutes blowing things up just yeah. it's like a just one giant set piece of yeah. action uh because there's so many things to blow up but then it just spawns in so many dudes like there's just right there's real no way to stop them from coming it just keeps spawning them in yeah okay um sometimes you'll notice them like you'll turn around and there'll be all of a sudden there'll be a guy there or something or you're like where the fuck did he come from but yeah it's not it, it never broke me out of what was happening mm. um yeah just like just crazy these things where i thought i'd be bored of just constant action but it seemed to work really well uh and i think they did a really good job with the ai is quite bland at the start like you soak a lot of bullets but it gets to a point where on that third island uh they introduce this, these soldiers that I've not seen AI like that before where the animations actually, they're really fucking hard to hit. Yeah. They have this dodging and weaving maneuver they do. And yeah, I, I would like to see someone play that on a console. Okay. Because I'm sure there's auto aim or something on the console because on the PC, these guys were fucking nightmare to shoot because they would just, if I can find a video of them for you. Yeah holy shit it was like matrix stuff they would right. like dodge their head and move their bodies and uh every time i saw one of those guys i was like fucking hell here we go again uh they were yeah just a huge pain to go up against but it's awesome to see them to see someone doing something different with soldiers like just cannon fodder <laughs> <laughs> sweet yeah um but I, yeah i thought it was a fun game yeah it's um yeah, it's not going to win any awards for stories, yeah. characters. Yeah. But in terms of just stupid, silly fun, it delivers what it sets out to do. Sick. Yeah. It's got dumb weapons as well. Some right. really fucking dumb weapons. What's the best weapon? There What's was the dumbest weapon? Two weapons I was using was this multi-rocket rocket launcher thing that would shoot just like eight rockets out of it at once. Um it was pretty hard not to miss anything with that because you just kind of aim it and it was bound to hit something. Yeah. There was, uh, I think, a fire... Fire Lynch was one of them, I think. That would shoot about eight rockets out in this wide circle, but then it would all meet back in a point. I thought uh, that was kind of pointless. Yeah. Because you kind of wanted to spread out. Okay. Um, but then there was also like a laser-guided uh, airstrike i found at one stage yeah so i would have like three jets in the air i'll just point it at something and it would just explode <laughs> yeah cool there's cool stuff like that but otherwise i just stuck with machine gun um machine gun 
dual machine guns or dual like Uzis and then a rocket launcher. And you can call in uh, rebel drops. So pretty much any vehicle that you unlock, you can just drop it near you, whether it be a helicopter or uh, race car, Formula One car. It just drops from the sky. Cool. You change your weapons and just jump into your car. Nice. But there's fast travel as well. So if you don't want to jump rounds and fly around, then you can do that. But yeah, it's good. And it's a very pretty game. Like, really pretty. I know there's been a lot of complaints about the game on um, consoles not running really well. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because the amount of shit that the game's doing. Yeah. Uh, with with explosions and the physics. I've got to install my SSD, but I'm actually more worried about bottlenecks yeah. in literally every other part of my PC. I've got it on my SSD and it... I've heard about the loading time problems. There's no loading time problems on an SSD on the PC. Yeah. It's very quick. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have any frame rate issues. Right. But I'm running a 980 yeah. i7, so. I'm, I'm on an i5 and a 780, so I guess we'll see how that goes. I didn't have any drivers either. Like, the drivers came out today. Yeah. Or yesterday? When was it? Yesterday, the game was out. Drivers came out yesterday. I was just using the latest nvidia drivers which weren't optimized for this right and no issues so cool i can't say everybody won't have problems of with course. it but it ran fine for, for once me luke wasn't awesome. the person having issues with the game yeah mustn't be a bethesda game mustn't <laughs> yeah cool i don't know i thought it was fun rad <laughs> let's do some news we should what do we put on there i put on oculus what did you put on? There's a Oculus announcement rumored for the Game Awards. Oh, okay. Pricing. Probably. Right? Pricing release date. Yeah. Pricing release date. Uh, but yeah, rumored quarter one, 2016. Yep. Uh, how much do you reckon it's going to be? Didn't we talk about this already? I thought it was going to be close to Australian or? Let's go US. US? Yeah probably three four hundred how much would you pay how much would i pay yeah not that much for a f- first gen one it'll be like the crescent bay yeah at least probably better i don't know I, i'd i'd probably wait to see what like what it's compatible with i would probably play pay 350 australian yeah that's about it anymore and it's too rich well, I mean you board. convert the, what I said to US and that's 600 oh yeah definitely yeah no five, definitely wouldn't pay 300 400 US like more expensive than a console yeah no yeah that ain't happening yeah um, but yeah I think I think you're probably right most optimistic is 250 US I doubt it's that I doubt it's less than 300 to be honest but it'll come down eventually, and that's when I'll get, I'll get on it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I am excited. I really want one, but it's going to have to be on my terms. I'm not adopting in early for no reason, because I just don't see- It's too early. Having, yeah, the fucking legs just like we've, yet. We've talked about how, how great it is, but- yeah, like, fucking, I'm definitely <laughs> on board, but it's just, yeah. Like- Sony's bringing one out. Yeah. Valve's bringing one out. I will wait and see what competition does yeah. this well, what market. Are you, yes. What if you pick the wrong one? 
Sure. Or what? Like, if you need all three because the Oculus doesn't work on the PlayStation, the PlayStation One doesn't work on anything but PlayStation. Not going to happen. The the Valve One, the HTC Valve One has fucking sensors on it. Yep. What if that's a better experience than yes, yeah, both no, of them, all, all and then that one works on everything? Like, you don't know what you're getting into yet. Yeah, very true. But if it is cheap enough, then I'll buy in and see what happens. See if I can sell it on eBay later on. But yeah, anyway, I just feel like it's going to be between 300 and 400 US for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, fair cool. Um, what else we got? What's up next? Come on, phone. Uh, uh, Squad pre-sale, which is a video game, right? Squad, yes. Squad is uh, the successor, the Unreal Engine 4 successor to Project Reality. Yep. Um, and they're having a... So they're heading early access on Steam, basically. And if you buy in before, I think end of next week then you can get it for $30 instead of $40 and I I want to stress that I don't necessarily think it's worth $30 at this point in time uh, or $40 for that matter but I don't necessarily think it's worth $30 but I just want people to know that it's an option and so Go have a look at, at the game. Go have a think about it, whether it's the sort of game you want. And if it is, then it's only going to get more expensive. So you might as well get in on it at this point in time. Hmm. Um, it is. I, I actually, I really appreciate what they're doing with it. The sound is fucking awesome. It feels like, you know, it's ultra realistic style, project reality style. Um, everyone needs to be involved to get anything done, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. But yeah, uh, have a think first. Don't consider this an endorsement. It's just a heads up that they're making it cheaper. I think that's cool. Yep. Namco's loading screen patent is over. It's over. Like that and happy birthday. And happy birthday? Yeah. You can now use that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Happy birthday. No, let's, let's not risk it. Um, so, if, I don't know. When was the last time I've seen the Namco loading screen? Uh, maybe like Tekken? Was it Tekken 2? Or I don't know. Ridge Racer, maybe? Um, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so, you just have like Gallagher on the loading screen mm-hmm. and uh, while you're la- waiting for it to load it'd just be Gallagher playing and uh, sometimes I would spend more time loading on the loading screens than I did actually in the game because Gallagher is a fucking awesome game um, and I eventually got quite good at it but uh, what crazy person improved this fucking thing what that you could have a game within a game I don't know, a genius. No, the worst part is that Namco got a patent on it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah. Who approved that? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, EA has gotten around it by having a portion of their own game in the loading screen. Okay, yeah. And so that doesn't technically violate the patent and all this kind of shit. Hmm. It's all gone now. You can have whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, basketball and your football game. Yep. Finally. Uh, which is very cool. And uh, people are making a loading screen, like they're having a loading screen jam to celebrate, which is awesome. 
Um, I think that happens last weekend, and I didn't check out any of the games that came out of it. Because that's how we do news on this motherfucker. Yes. Um, but yes, what's next? Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Sorry, Red Dead Revenge is the next Rockstar game. Yep. Rumored. Revengeance, I think you mean. Revengeance, yeah. Um, Where'd you... Uh, was this the Reddit thing? Uh, yes, it's a rumor. Okay. Uh, not a lot to it. I just thought it was funny because we were talking about our stupid bets last week. And yep. this has come up. Um, and this is one of the bets we had. Yeah, it was somebody that worked there previously. Yeah. I don't remember what position they had. Right. And they were like, you know what? I've always wanted to get fucked in the butt by Rockstar's unbelievably scary army of lawyers. So let's see what happens if I break this. When I do this. Probable decade-long NDA. Um, yeah. But yeah. There is a... the We talked about it. The Game Awards coming up. Yes. We did talk about that. Mm. Um, and yeah. That's about it. Maybe. Rockstar has not announced anything for quite a while. No, they haven't. Uh, which is unlike them. Usually they... Pretty quickly after they, their game comes out, they're on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, and they start pimping that out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be close, right? GTA Five was the last game that we we're talking about. Yep. Uh, the re-release was in July. Yeah. So, on PC? Was yeah. it? No. It's yeah. before then. No, it was July. Was it July? I think it was July. Wow. Maybe a bit before. June-ish. And the last thing we've got is Metal Gear Solid Five has revealed, or Konami's revealed, that uh, there is yet another secret in Metal Gear Solid Five to do with literally everyone in the game destroying their, or disarming their nuclear weapons. And uh, I don't know why this is a big reveal for anyone, because if- This like, was announced ages ago. Someone found this Someone, yeah. Dug through the files of the game and found- this ages and ages and ages ago so i don't know why it's a big reveal i think it's not a reveal they announced it yeah i think konami's realized that uh they killed the fucking game with their Mm. fob bullshit and so they're desperately trying to get people to get people back in the game but it's fucking over it doesn't matter uh it's game over so fuck them fuck konami and fuck them for running what would otherwise be my favorite game of this year but it can't be i can't just I just can't give it game of the year anymore. So they actually they haven't announced what it does though, right? No, just that it's it's a thing, and which is what they dug up before. Does. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, each platform is split up into its own like region, yep. and that they need to get rid of all their nuclear weapons, uh, and then something happens, which they're not saying what it is, but. I'm pretty sure I've already watched the video because I'm pretty sure that was un- unearthed. Someone found it. It was a cutscene, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of course it's a cutscene. Yeah. Uh, but they released, like, the stats of each platform and it looks like people on PC are just like, fuck it, and they're building all these nukes. Yeah. Because awesome. they're winning by a lot. Gold. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, GTA 5 was April. Ah. We were way off. Close. Uh, and that's news. Cool. That's all we had. That's all we got. We got any emails? Let's have a quick look. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. 
Hmm. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Fjorn writes in. Oh, okay, we do have an email. The GA Podcast, gmail.com. Evening, gents. Beware the bear fur. That is all. Thanks, Fjorn. Good what? email. Uh, very involved. Uh, bear fur is someone we were playing with on the weekend. Were they terrible? Uh, he was particularly terrible, yes. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen. Apparently he got she. worse. Um, and that's it. Um, so let's go over uh, Plantronics competition. Just fucking enter. 25 words or less when a when your favorite character would have been better off with headphones saved or helped out using headphones hmm. and don't forget to put your twitter handle in the email and you've also got to follow us on twitter the gapodcast.com so uh, we can annoy just you at the ga podcast yes because yes. we want to annoy you we, we totally want to annoy you with our once a week tweets <laughs> that this is out <laughs> yes that this is out that you probably already know yeah because we put it on facebook yeah and all 25 of you read it yep exactly the worst part is that it tells you how many people it has told and you're like what the fuck why why last week did i post this and you showed like 400 people this and this week you show on 20 right like what the fuck what did i do differently from last week yeah nothing facebook is shit <laughs> It's very annoying. It's just like, hey, you want 400 people? Just give us a bit of money and we'll yeah, give you yeah. 400 people. Hmm. 400 people from Peru. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> that doesn't know what you are. They think you're a clothing brand. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, so, don't forget to enter that. We'll draw that in two weeks. So, you have two weeks to enter. Um, and we will hopefully get the prize to you before Christmas. That'd be cool. That'd be handy. Uh, and I guess that's it. That so is it. You've got a review up on Survival. Survivor.com. Cool. It's the first review I've written for a video game in about, wow. A couple of months? No. <laughs> about a year. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I've been doing hardware reviews. Oh. Uh, mainly. Wow. For that site. Cool. So, uh, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a video or a game. Video game. Video or a game. Video or a game. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that's Survivor.com. You can read that. I'm on uh, Twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-E, and uh, Twitch.tv slash Luke Laurie. Cool. I mean, trying to do that a little bit more. Yep. I uh, streamed You're on-, on Sunday morning, weren't you? Yeah, I was on Sunday morning when that embargo. That was fucking like, yeah. Base. I can't talk about the NDA. Never mind. I'll just say there were people on there <laughs> that were not doing what the NDA said, and it was pretty annoying. Oh, okay. Um, there were yeah, there were people that had a countdown stream going, um, and had like hundreds of people in there just waiting, looking at a countdown screen, and I was like, "Fuck!" Wow. Yeah, that was quite annoying. Um, anyway, uh, if you jump onto the PC version of uh, just cause try and beat my score because last I checked I was still number one swoosh mm. my chaos score oh, okay. by a lot uh, the second was um, on my list was Bajo from Good Game he was playing it quite a bit yep 
because uh, he kept messaging me about it. Yep. Um, but there wasn't many people on PC. It was probably about 15 people playing it when I was on there. So many scrubs playing on the wrong platform. Yeah. So cool. Wrong platforms, people. Uh, yeah, check that out. Follow me on Twitch. It's fun. I had a bunch of people jump on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, it was way too late to be playing that game. Nice. When it wasn't working too well. But <laughs> uh, I want to play some Rainbow Six on the weekend. So keep an yes. eye out for that. Sweet. Uh, I'll probably stream a bit of that. Cool. And I might give away a copy of the game. Oh. Mm. Cool. If I'm allowed. If you're allowed. Um, I am twitter.com slash joeyjojo. And also youtube.com slash joeyjojo. You should go there and watch. I made a comparison of the scripted version of Rainbow Six. I watched that. With the reality of Rainbow Six. Um, it was just a really dumb video that... Oh, my God. I have never seen a group of people fall apart so fucking quickly. But that suicide bomber wasn't supposed to come out of the fucking window. And I thought we were all dead. You couldn't see it properly, but Nathan definitely shoots me at least once. And David (laughs) Hollingworth is the person who was behind me. Yeah. He shot me three times. By the time I went through the window, I go through the window in that video and die on the ground like a dog. Um, Yeah. By the time I actually am going through the window... I'm on 37 health. I'm yeah. already pretty much fucked. Um, yeah. And I didn't get shot by anyone except for my teammates. Zareen was telling me today that she, from her perspective was all downstairs. She had no idea what, what was going on. She was here. She could just hear us fucking cackling <laughs> and like yelling. So, uh, yeah, she thought it was pretty amusing. Um, but yeah. Did you do your other video with... Uh, someone that was in the army or something like that? Uh, no. I didn't go ahead. Oh, Maybe well, next year, apparently. Maybe um, next year. Yeah. Uh, that's in go ahead. But uh, I do have a video review for Rainbow Six going up. Um, that will be up by the time you hear this. And some Uncharted video all on my YouTube channel. Uh, but you can read the review over at OzGamers. And you can read some... Uh, I compare Overwatch to Ice Hockey at redbull.com oh I was down in Melbourne for the League of Legends All-Stars thing on Saturday the international All-Star thing right? the wildcard All-Stars yeah Um, I was there with Red Bull Um, yeah not not many people showed up like Luna Park was way more packed Hmm. I think it's because I, think, I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because I'm not in that scene, but hmm. I didn't see it on, like, I thought they would have emailed people about it or something. Hmm. I didn't get any emails. Um, they, yeah, it was held at, um, like, Rod Laver Arena, but, yeah, like, there were heaps of empty seats, which seemed a bit weird. Um, but, I don't know. The commentary team was good. Um, they made, you know, the interesting parts interesting the less interesting parts a bit more interesting as well I think I read our team got hammered right yes they did Hmm. Um, but I think in the 1v1 they did like 1v1 Um, the Australians did okay there yeah okay Uh, but yeah they got hammered as a team I mean it's an all star thing this team team chemistry is so important in a game like in MOBAs and like they're also just probably having fun yeah and putting people who are usually rivals 
forcing them to be in the same team. It's, I don't know. It's not necessarily going to be the best plan. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Australians got fucking smashed. Anyway, that's all I got. Um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Write us an email. The GA podcast at GA... The GA podcast at gmail.com. Uh, enter the competition to win a Rig 500 HX. Was it a HX? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next week, I guess. Yeah. I don't think we have many episodes left. Probably two. We have to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I'd say two. One, I would say two, two would be the 16th, which puts us at about the 18th. Yeah. Because the next or week after that is the Christmas. week after that we could release one on Christmas Day. Well, I was thinking we could do a double on the sixteenth week because we could do our Star Wars one. Oh yeah, we we yeah. Then we got you. Then we got the you dear listener uh, through at least Christmas. Yeah, for all your traveling, for your traveling. Mm. Yep. Then we take a two week break. Two weeks. I think so. Two like- weeks. All right. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Cool. Anyway, thanks for listening. Peace out. See you next week. Bye.